Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? This is Catfish on Ice, episode 194. Hope you're having a great week so far. Welcome in. This is your host, Chad Minton. Catfish and Ice is brought to you by DraftKings, promo code THPN, and also Raycon, wireless earbuds and speakers, also with our promo code THPN. About six weeks away, give or take a couple days, from Nashville Predators training camp feels like an eternity until we'll get there. Don't know if we'll ever get there. That's how it feels. But we're bringing you some bonus content here because it's that time of year, everybody. We're in the uh, first week of August, dog days of summer. It's so hot out there that you walk outside, you immediately start sweating. I know that's how I feel. I live down here in... uh, Central Florida, but it's happening all across the country, so I get it. It is so hot. I can only do so much baseball, guys. I can only do so much. I've tried to get into baseball. I live within walking distance of a Major League Baseball park in the Tampa Bay Rays, and baseball is great. It has its place in the sports spectrum, but I can only do so much. I miss hockey. I miss the cool feel of the ice. I miss the chill atmosphere of a hockey arena. And October 12th, 2023, cannot get here soon enough when the Predators invade Tampa Bay, take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. I will be there. I've kind of adopted the Tampa Bay Lightning as my backup team. I will admit it down here they're not a direct rival of the national predators it's not a big deal guys so i do kind of cheer for the lightning not only because i live down here and again i might make some people angry but i like a lot of the lightning players including my co-host he's not gonna like it when i say this but he knows it already rich al he'll be back next week when we do a full episode live episode but I like a lot of the Tampa Bay Lightning players. I do. I like Nikita Kucherov. I like his brashness. I like when he took his shirt off in the championship parade and chugged a Bud Light or whatever it was. He was cheap beer. Insert cheap beer. Whatever it was he was drinking, it was a cheap beer. Had a beer belly. Did not look like the prototypical professional athlete. No six-packs for Nikita Kucherov. But, uh, yeah, obviously he's one of the best pure players in the game. I love Steven Stamkos. I like Victor Hedman. I do. I like a lot of their players. But when the proof of the pudding is this. 
when October 12th gets here to open 2023-24 and the Predators come down to Tampa, I'm going to be decked out in Preds gold. Pecorino jersey is coming out. No love lost here. I hope I see a lot of Predators fans down here for that. Why would you miss it? Can't wait for it. But until we get to that, like I said, six weeks away from training camp, so we got a little ways to go. It feels like an eternity until we get there. But bonus edition of Catfish on Ice for episode 194 here for the YouTube channel. We'll upload it to the all the podcast platforms in the coming days. But for our YouTube uh, subscribers and viewers, thank you so much for watching. Please hit subscribe if you're not already. Please comment on the video below. We really appreciate that. And then for all of our listeners through our podcast platforms, we appreciate you as well. But please also find YouTube and hit subscribe to our channel so you can watch bonus content like we're bringing to you right now in the dead of the off season. We're in the middle of the desert, everybody, but we're getting there. We're getting there. It's, it feels like we're a long ways away. Here's what we got for you here for this bonus edition of Catfish on Ice. I'm going to spotlight five players that I got for this upcoming Nashville Predators training camp. Five players that are in the brightest of the spotlight more so than anyone else on this team. And you may disagree with my five players. That's what I love about doing these lists. To spark debate, to spark comments. I want to hear from other fans. My list is not the end-all, be-all, everybody. That's what I love about this. So tell me. But I got my five players that, me personally, are on my spotlight. Brightest of the spotlights for this Predators training camp. First of all, this upcoming training camp for the Predators is probably going to have more uncertainty than any training camp we've ever seen in recent memory for this team because the team has gone through so much changes just since March. Just since March. I mean, let's think about the veterans that are left over right now. Just the veterans that weren't here before March of this past year, of this current year. Phil Forsberg coming off an injury. We don't know how quickly he's going to shake off the rust, but he is around. How about our boy Colton Sissons? Yeah, he's still around. Hashtag Sissons scored, everybody. But yes, Colton Sissons is indeed still around. Um, Wow, it gets kind of hard after that, doesn't it? Roman Yossi is still around. We know that, thank God. UC Soros was around for that cup run, came in relief for Pecorine. He's still around. Gets kind of, you got to, it's not really much left after that, right? I mean, when you're talking about players like Yakov Trenin becoming one of the elder statesmen of this team currently, who's not even been on this team that long, yeah, you get an idea of how different this team is and how much it's changed. Of course, we have Ryan O'Reilly coming in. We have Gustav Nyquist coming in. We have Luke Shen coming in on the defense. But you know what? Mm, this team is hard to figure out. I've said that. Enigma. So, we're going to do that. 
my five players, Preds, training camp, spotlight. Five players. And then I'm going to round it out by giving my thoughts in the other major NHL news right now that's pretty much all you can talk about. And that is, of course, the mega trade, three-team trade with Eric Carlson going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ooh. You know, for Predators fans, we don't want to see anything ever good happen to the Pittsburgh Penguins, but God bless them for trying to stay relevant. You can't blame them for that. In a lot of ways, they're kind of similar to the Predators trying to stay relevant. The only difference is, of course, the Penguins have Sidney Crosby, and they've won some Stanley Cups. But take that aside, two very similar teams in terms of refusing to rebuild, and trying to stay relevant. So I'm going to give my thoughts on that three-team trade that also involves some former Predators players. But let's get right into it with my five-player spotlight of this upcoming training camp here. And let me just first off preface this by saying, as I just mentioned, this training camp is going to be crazy. It's going to be unpredictable. It's going to be hard to figure out. So with that said, it makes training camp really exciting. It makes it really interesting. All that stuff is absolutely true. Let me put my first player on the screen for our YouTube viewers. And of course... I want you guys to comment on YouTube live when when this video gets uploaded. We want to hear from you on how you feel about it. So there it is. Igor Afanasyev is my first player on my training camp spotlight. And the reason why is pretty obvious. I mean, Afanasyev is coming in here really with... It's his time. Last training camp, he came in with these same expectations. But this year, he got his call up late in the season due to all the injuries and the roster movement. And even though he only scored one goal in his 17 games with the Predators, I I saw a really aggressive player. I saw a player who was trying to find ways to score, was showing off his shot that we know he has, his biggest tool in his arsenal is he has an outstanding shot that can eventually translate into being a lethal goal scorer in this game, in the NHL. So I want to see if Igor Afanasyev can just show out in this training camp, just completely impress what we're talking about with the new coaching staff. And I kind of compare it to any job, any company, that goes through a management change, that goes through a leadership change. Whenever that happens, the door opens for newcomers to come in and showcase their talents. We don't know if Erof Nasiev is going to showcase his talents in this upcoming training camp with this new leadership led by new general manager Barry Trotz, but of course with the new head coach, Andrew Burnett, who really predicates way more than John Hines did 
on offense. And we know Igor Afanasyev can bring the offense if he's ready. But there's a big if in all of that. If he is ready, and we don't know that. We don't. I feel good about it personally. 2019 pick by the Preds. Second round, 45th overall. Plays in his 17 games in his NHL debut. Only scores the one goal. I don't want to focus on that, though. The guy still put up shots on goal. He still was aggressive. Made his debut on March 11th against the LA Kings. Only logged 824 of time on ice. Had two shots in that game. One hit, 11 shifts. Scored in his final game of the season before eventually the Predators were eliminated from playoff contention. And then a lot of those same players went back to Milwaukee for their playoff run in the AHL playoffs. But in that final game, to eliminate Calgary Flames from the playoff contention as well, Igor Afanasyev did score his first NHL goal, so that was awesome to see. Finished with one goal, two penalty minutes, 21 shots on goal, 10.51 of average ice time, 13 blocks, and 23 hits. Also played 73 total games for the Milwaukee Admirals, including 16 playoff games in those 16 playoff games for the Milwaukee Admirals that also fell just short, made it to the conference finals in the Calder Cup playoffs. He scored 11 points in those playoff games, so by no means was he um, invisible. No, he was very much a part of that Admirals playoff run, 11 points but did only put up 26 points in the 57 regular season games for the Admirals. So a lot to be figured out when it comes to Igor Afanasyev, and that's why he is first up on my Predators training camp spotlight for episode 194 of Catfish on Ice is because there's a lot to figure out here with him. We hope that he is going to really break out this year. And there's a good chance, a steady, a solid chance that he doesn't do enough in training camp. And he starts off the year in Milwaukee again. But I do think that there he has the opportunity to show himself out in training camp for the Predators and get a starting spot to open 2023-24. He is right there on that fence. And he has the opportunity to show it to this new coaching staff. So we'll see how that works out. Very interesting stuff there with Iraf Nasiev. He's an easy player to pick out for my first player for, for the spotlight for Predators training camp coming up, which about is about six weeks away, give or take. So still got a ways to go. So let's bring up my next one here. Another good one, another solid one. Let's find it until I get to that. Everybody, want to remind you about our sponsors, DraftKings, with our promo code THPN with bonus bets going on right now. Also, want to remind you about Raycon wireless earbuds and speakers. We're going to tell you more about them later in this episode, but we got an awesome sponsor ship with both of those amazing companies. All right, here's my next one. Pred Spotlight Training Camp 2023. I think you all saw this one coming, probably. Pretty obvious. Pretty clear. 
Philip Tomasino, and I've caught so much heat over this player this offseason. Heat that I didn't even see coming. All it did was just make a simple statement that he's got a prove it year ahead of him, and everyone got so upset over me. But it's fine. I love the fire. I love the energy. But Philip Tomasino is absolutely 100% in the spotlight for this training camp. For me, might not be for you. You might think that he is all safe and cozy in the top six, and the organization has all this faith in him. He's not going anywhere. I don't see it that way necessarily for a couple reasons. One is the obvious one, final year of his ELC. And he's he, he can't afford to have a down year because that will complicate things. Not only going into next offseason, but even before that, when the trade deadline comes up in 2024, because I fully believe that even though I think the Predators could be a third-place team in the Central Division, I've said that, I'm on record as saying that, and I'm holding true to that. But at the same time, when the 2024 trade deadline comes around, it's very conceivable that the Predators are going to be another bubble team that is going to be figuring out what to do with their roster. And we know about all the free agents that are due in 2024. It's going to be a very busy offseason in terms of free agency when it comes to the National Predators in 2024, when you look at all of the players who are scheduled to be free agents in the next offseason. So, Philip Tomasino has to prove to this organization that he is good as advertised. And maybe he is. I think he is. I feel good about it. But it doesn't change the fact that he cannot afford to enter this upcoming season stumbling, looking a little lost, or taking a step back in his development. That can't happen. That's just going to make it more complicated and more confusing on what to do with Tomasino moving forward. So I want to see how he comes out in training camp. And a big thing I have about Tomasino is can he show that he is a top six caliber player in training camp? Can he assert his dominance? Dominance. Can he show that he is ready? to be an everyday top six caliber player on this National Predators team that has a blend of both youth and veterans now. It has both. It has a nice balance. I like what Barry Trotz did with this offseason. I do. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. I like that he's balanced it out here. But when it comes to Tomasino... As much as I love the guy and I've always defended him and I was really upset with how John Hines did him a little dirty this past season, started him one game and then sent him right back to Milwaukee. And they said, oh, he needs more development. He needs to go down to Milwaukee, yada, yada, yada. And we all kind of bought into that. I bought into it. I was like, all right, these guys know more than me. They're the NHL coaches, not me. I'll buy into it. But it makes me wonder what's about to happen here this upcoming season. What is about to happen with Philip Tomasino? And he looked really good in his call-up 
31 games, 18 points, increased his point per game total from his rookie season with the Predators. So there's no reason to think that he looked worse than his first season with Nashville. The only weird thing is that he didn't play as many games as his rookie year in Nashville, where he played over 70 games. So a little strange in that regard. He also played 54 total games with the Admirals this past season and put up 41 points. That's a strong year. Even on the AHL level, that's a strong year. But we all know that Tomasino is on the road to be a winger and not a center, especially with this current roster that's kind of suddenly backlogged with centers. You get you can't find room for everyone, obviously. So if Tomasino is going to remain a winger on this team, who does he go on a line with? Probably Cody Glass, you would think, is the popular choice in the top six, right? Keep them together. Two players who have developed together have complementary game styles to each other, and they could feed off each other. I like the thought of that. Who ends up on the other wing? Probably Gustav Nyquist, right? Free agency addition this past offseason that some people didn't see coming, and I didn't expect necessarily. The elder aging veteran who has had some success in his career, obviously, could be a mentor of sorts for this team. We already have kind of seen Barry Trotz hint at that, that Gustav Nyquist is going to be a mentor for this team. So, yeah, that that seems like a likely type of line combination for Tomasino with Cody Glass and Gustav Nyquist. But, of course, we have to see how training camp's going to gonna shape up. Tomasino needs to assert himself in Preds camp this year. No longer a quote-unquote young player. That's totally how I feel about Philip Tomasino. We have to shed that terminology with Philip Tomasino starting this year. He is no longer a quote-unquote young player. I know he is. I know he's technically a young player by NHL standards. His talent and his ceiling with this organization He's got to begin to shed that terminology this year and become an everyday, bona fide NHL high producer. Let's see if he can do it. I have faith in him, but that's why I have him on my spotlight in Preds training camp right there for that reason. All right, guys, let's move along here. Bonus content of Catfish on Ice episode 194. Riding solo is your host, Chad Minton, going to tell you about DraftKings first of our sponsors. New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. That's 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. In West Virginia, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino 
at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required max bet $50, 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. So, we are in the middle of baseball season, everybody. We know that. you got to be a diehard baseball fan right now. If you're into the MMA and the UFC, well, you got that to cheer for, of course. You've also got some other, other sports going on. Of course, the U.S. women's national team in soccer just went out of the World Cup, so that kind of sucks. But again, there's still plenty of... Good stuff going on in sports until we get our hockey back. So, DraftKings Sportsbook is there for you with our promo code THPN for bonus bets. It's easy money. It's free betting money. You can save that money if you want to. All right, let's get to my next Preds player spotlight for 2023 training camp, everybody. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Just mentioned this player a little bit previously. It is Ryan O'Reilly, the big free agent get from this past offseason. A lot of people are really excited about bringing Ryan O'Reilly into the mix, including myself. Extremely excited about Ryan O'Reilly joining the joining the mix. How couldn't I be? I've always respected the clutchness of Ryan O'Reilly won the Conn Smythe trophy for the St. Louis blues when they broke their Stanley cup curse in 2019. And I know all the naysayers out there are saying this guy's over the hill. This guy is not the player he once was. And even if that's true, which it very well may be, he's still very likely could be an upgrade from Ryan Johansson or even Matt Duchesne. He could be, and I feel strongly about that. So you're looking for a bridge in this rebuild and what we're not even calling a rebuild anymore. We're calling it a retool. We're calling it a reset, whatever you want to call it. He is the bridge to that. And just like Gustav Nyquist, but even on a bigger scale, Ryan O'Reilly is going to be a mentor just as much as he's going to be an actual player that can hopefully help this team improve its offense, not be one of the worst scoring teams efficiently in the league, and maybe give this team some playoff clutchness again. If this team can sneak back into the playoffs in 2024, you're going to want to have a guy like Ryan O'Reilly on your team. But when it comes to this upcoming training camp, when it comes to Ryan O'Reilly, well, of course, it's the complete other end of the spectrum from Igor Afanasiev, who I just mentioned, and even Philip Tomasino. Because this guy's been there and done that. 
He's on the back end of his career. If you're a golf fan, he's on the back nine. Ryan O'Reilly's like on hole 14 or 15. He's trying to round out his career. He's trying to round out his 18-hole performance with a couple birdies. And he's very capable of rounding out his golf game with a couple birdies. And if he can do that for the Predators, then it is a bonus for this organization who gets him for $4.5 million AAV for four years. Not a long-term deal. You really can't do long-term deals anymore unless you really, really want to just go for broke. But 2022-23 was kind of a pretty rough year for Ryan O'Reilly due to injuries and some rough times. 40 games with the St. Louis Blues, and then he played 13 with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and he looked good in his short stint with Toronto. I don't think Toronto wanted to lose this guy. We had the Six on the Six podcast come on in our episode where it was getting to know Ryan O'Reilly. I invite you to go back and listen to that episode. It's in our podcast library. It's also on our YouTube channel right now. You can go watch that after you finish watching this one. Um, where he kind of gave us insight on what happened with Ryan O'Reilly and the exit out of Toronto. And basically, it seemed like Ryan O'Reilly was not a good fit for Toronto and the crazy media expectations that Toronto places on their players. It's a massive market, a way larger market than Nashville. No one's going to ever argue that. You're crazy if you do. But... He comes into Nashville with not as much scrutiny on him, per se. The expectations are definitely lower. But you know, and I know, that the most diehard Predators fans are going to be watching O'Reilly closely to see how he mentors and leads this team, likely, almost certainly, being the top-line center for this team. So let's see what he does in training camp. I cannot leave him out of my training camp spotlight. I just can't do it. I cannot leave Ryan O'Reilly out, and I'm really excited to have him here. And, you know, I've been saying this about a lot of things to do with this team. Not just when it comes to training camp or or veterans, but this entire team. You're going to have to show some damn patience, people. Myself included. I'm telling myself this. We're going to have to show some patience here. If this team goes through the first 10 or 15 games, let's say they lose, let's say they go 500 or worse in their first 15 games. Let's say that they show a lot of the same issues they showed under John Hines. We have to pump the brakes and not freak out. I mean, There's going to be people out there doing it. It always happens. But I really think that this is going to be a second-half type of team, second-half-of-the-season type of team. I think that they're going to put everything together in the second half of the season, and it's all going to be a matter of how much of a hole did they dig themselves in the first half of the season. Did they tread water a little bit? Did they remain a 500 team and then – really get hot and mesh with the chemistry in the second half of the season. That's kind of how I feel about this team. And Ryan O'Reilly, 
I think is going to be one of those players that's going to get gradually better as the season goes, but it might be a little underwhelming when the season first starts with Ryan O'Reilly. We'll see. But obviously going to be watching Ryan O'Reilly closely in training camp for the Predators. All right, we're going to move along here. Preds training camp spotlight. I got two more players to give you. We got them on the bottom of the screen. We got to showcase them here on the screen for our YouTube viewers. And the next one is back on the other end of the spectrum. We just talked about Ryan O'Reilly. Let's go back to the other side of the spectrum. Let's go back to the youth movement if we if that we all know about here. And that is our beloved Luke Evangelista. Luke Evangelista is one of those players that is ready to take off like a rocket ship, right? And I don't know if there's any player on this team that Predators fans collectively are more excited about watching in 2023-24 than Luke Evangelista. In fact, I'll make that a poll question and we'll share it for our next episode. When episode 195 rolls around, we'll do a live episode. Rich Howe, my co-host, will be back there. We'll put a poll question out here. Who is the single player on the National Predators who you are most excited about watching in 2023-24. I would think that it's going to be a Luke Evangelista. Might be close. There's some other good candidates out there. Ryan O'Reilly would certainly be close. I think Philip Tomasino would get plenty of votes. Roman Yossi's always going to get his votes. Philip Forsberg will get some votes. But uh, it's hard to not vote for Luke Evangelista in a poll question like that. So he is next up on my Predators 2023 spotlight for training camp. Luke Evangelista, can he carry over his outstanding NHL debut season and avoid the quote-unquote sophomore slump? That scares me a little bit. It does. Because that's a real thing, the sophomore slump. Because when he got called up, Late February, I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. It really did. But with the 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 training uh, with the uh, trade deadline approaching, Philip Forsberg's already out of the lineup by that point. Uh, I believe that Ryan Johansson had been knocked out of the lineup by that point. They call him up. They're like, "Let's give this kid a chance. He's killing it for the Admirals right now. Let's call him up. Why not?" At this point. And he puts up 15 points in 24 games with the Predators. And the biggest uh, concern when it came to Evangelista was, well, he is very undersized for the NHL game. How quickly is he going to be able to translate that? I went to his second NHL game. I was in attendance when he played on the road against the Florida Panthers. And yeah, he is very undersized. But in person, watching Luke Evangelista skating was mesmerizing. This guy did not look anything close to being a player that was skating in his second NHL game 
as undersized as he is. It was one of the best in-person experiences I've ever had at a hockey game. I'm not even exaggerating. It was so cool to watch. So cool. Any redshirt assist in that game. So, yeah. Can he carry it over? That's a big one. 15 points in 24 games. NHL debuted on February 28th against the Penguins. Averaged 14-28 of ice time. Two shots on goal. One hit. Scores his first NHL point in his next game versus Florida. Also notched a two-goal game in his fourth NHL game against the Vancouver Canucks. So yeah, very little trial phase for Luke Evangelista in his transition to the NHL. Pretty amazing how quickly and how seamlessly can he carry that over to his second season in NHL? Where is he going to be placed in the lineup? Will he be on the top line with Ryan O'Reilly and Philip Forsberg? I've already been on record to say I would love to see that, and I hope that happens, but I don't think that's set in stone like people think it is. This is why he's on my training camp spotlight for the Predators. How much will he dazzle in training camp? Can't wait to watch him. If I have any, if it's any, if it's any record of what he's done in the past, he's going to look really good in training camp. He's going to get top line duties for the Predators to open the 2023-24 season against Tampa Bay Lightning. Again, I'll be out that game and I cannot wait. Can't get here quick enough. All right. It's time for our last player on my top five players in the spotlight for the Predators training camp in 2022 or 2023-24, I should say. Before we get to that, i got to tell you about our other sponsor, and that is Raycon Global Wireless Earbuds and Speakers. Let me just tell you that Raycon has some of the best speakers and wireless speakers and headphones out there for the best price. And, you know, you've got all these products out there that sell their sell their name. And Raycon actually sells you the exact same quality product for less of the price. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I want to listen to some of my favorite rock music, some of my favorite podcasts, there's crime podcasts, documentaries, historical podcasts, whatever it is, Raycon is here for me on repeat or just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit. I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you just need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. Yeah, so absolutely. That is literally what Raycon wireless earbuds do for you, whether you're at the gym, whether you're hanging out by the pool, whether you're going on a jog, whether you're hosting a party or a barbecue, whatever it is, they are there for you with Raycon. Let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Use earbud tap functions to toggle between the three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime, so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. 
They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. And they just sound just as good. And Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee. So you really can't lose. Create your own sound soundtrack with Raycon right now with Catfish and Ice podcast listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash THPN. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much to Raycon for sponsoring Catfish and Ice podcast. Go out there and check out their amazing products and use our promo code for the 15% off on top of an already outstanding product for a great price as it is even without our promo code. You add our promo code into it, you're really getting an amazing deal. All right, so here's what we got left here. Episode 194, we still have to give out my personal last player on my Preds training camp spotlight. I've already given you Igor Afanasiev, Luke Evangelista, Ryan O'Reilly, and Philip Tomasino. And if you're watching on YouTube right now and see on the bottom of the screen, I think you know who this final player is going to be. Let's put him on the screen here and let you know. This one is does not have nearly the fanfare or the cachet, if you will, of the other aforementioned players. But it is an unexpected late free agency edition. And that is Denise Garyanov. He was brought in late after all of the free agency waves had kind of passed. The Predators added Garyanov to a one-year $850,000 deal. Um, I've already equated it to being like digging through the Walmart DVD bin back in the day. Did anyone? Does anyone remember doing that? I did it. I remember going into Walmart back in the day, and I think they still have the Walmart DVD bin. I think they do. Someone can check me on that, but uh, I'm pretty sure the Walmart DVD bins still have all those. I mean, no one really buys DVDs anymore. So you have all these uh, streaming services now that have all those same DVDs. But uh, back in the day, digging through the DVD bin, I used to go to the, I would go head first. I would dive head first into that DVD bin to find something only to figure out that all the DVDs that are at the top are also at the bottom. So you start finding all the same DVDs and then you just kind of wasted your time, but be that as it may, Denise Garyanov, I feel like could be the equivalent of finding the gym DVD in the Walmart DVD bin. I do $850,000 one year deal. The guy scored four goals in a playoff game one time but obviously has gone through some troubled times on the ice and cannot stick. And still a very young player, still has a lot to prove in this league, still has the talent, still has a relatively decent ceiling, and at the very least brings competition to this training camp. And that's a good thing. That's always a good thing, especially – 
when it's a one-year $850,000 deal and you got the cap room to do it and you can end up hitting a lottery ticket here. He could. He's got that type of talent to where he could end up eventually being a third or fourth line depth scoring type of player. And you need those types of players. The great teams, the teams who can win Stanley Cups, have those types of players who can score on the third and fourth line, who can score those big-time goals you don't see coming. It can't always be on your top six to provide all the offense. So I I like it. I want to see where he initially fits in training camp and where they run him or who his line mates are. Does he initially get placed on a fourth line or a third line? I know it's been said that they don't really care about line combinations right now, and that's just kind of coach speak, and I get that. And they don't know right now, obviously. I don't expect them to know right now. But eventually they're going to have to figure out how are they going to shape this lineup here because there's a lot of moving pieces. There's a lot of fluidity here. We don't know. And Denise Dennis Garionov is one of those players for me. I would – See him maybe third line. I don't see him cracking the top six at all. But definitely third or fourth line. I think he's definitely going to be in the starting lineup uh, come opening night in Tampa. And if anything, he probably takes a spot away from a Kiefer Sherwood or a Michael McCarron or one of those players. But if he really, really has a good training camp and he does some things and coaches see it that way, you never know. You never know. He could move up higher. And it could be a it could be a moving situation through the first five or ten games of the season based on how certain players play. And as I said earlier, and I'll go back to it, I think this team's going to be a little bit of a mess and a trial and error through the first 15 to 20 games. I think it's going to be a lot of moving parts, and this team might stumble badly to open the season as these players get comfortable with each other and this coaching staff gets comfortable. And it might put us in a hole in the standings a little bit. We might fall really far back and have to dig ourselves out of it. So we'll see. But I think Denise Garionov could be a player who could work himself up the lineup as the season progresses. But absolutely, I'm watching him in training camp. So that rounds out my Preds training camp spotlight. For 2023, again, about six weeks away, give or take. So let's see how that all shakes up. It's really exciting. Let's hope this time goes by a little faster because, as I said, I can only take so much baseball. I can only take so much. So let's round out episode 194 of Catfish on Ice with your host, Chad Minton, brought to you by DraftKings and Raycon with our major NHL news, really the only NHL news that's really worth talking about. There's little things here and there, but the big thing that you can't overlook, we're not going to overlook in this bonus edition, is Eric Carlson finally finds a landing spot. And he's going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, Let's just say the Pittsburgh Penguins have no desire to miss the playoffs again. They don't like the whole thought of a rebuild. They want to let this thing live forever. They've still got Sidney Crosby. They still got Evgeny Malkin. Why are we just going to lay down 
and bleed. We're not going to do that for you. We're not going to give you the courtesy of that. So they go out and bet the mortgage, if you call it that, on Eric Carlson. Huge three-team mega trade that involves the Montreal Canadiens and the San Jose Sharks. And we got a little former Preds action in this trade. Mikel Granlund, ugh, such a really short and uneventful, uneventful time with his with his Pittsburgh Penguins. Of course, Granlund was shipped off as one of the four major players at the trade deadline who were shipped off by the Predators. He was sent to the Pittsburgh Penguins when the Penguins were still very much in the midst of a playoff run, as were the Predators at that time. And but two teams kind of in different situations, definitely. I think the Penguins felt like they were still very playoff relevant, where I think the Predators were selling off and going down the path of we know our fate and we're going to live with it. And the difference is the Predators still managed to stay in the playoff hunt, whereas the Penguins they bought at the trade deadline and still fell short. So there's that, but. As it is, they get Eric Carlson. It's a big get for them, but it also comes with a massive, massive risk. Tons of cap space given up in AAV moving forward. For Eric Carlson, he he carries a very hefty price tag, as everyone knows. Montreal sheds a lot of cap in the trade. A lot of some people, including the hockey writers, are calling. Montreal, the major winner in this three-team trade. Granlund goes to the San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks move on from Carlson and shed a lot of cap space, obviously, with that. The Sharks know who they are. They know that they're in for a long rebuild. But Granlund goes to that team to join former Preds Luke Cunning and Matt Benning, which Matt Benning actually did pretty, pretty good with his role with the San Jose Sharks. So I got to give Matt Benning credit for that. I thought he looked pretty good for them in, in a really tough situation on a team that's very limited. But thought he looked good. So yeah, Pittsburgh's gambling the mortgage for sure. It could work out good for them. But at the same time, does it does it really make them like what they want to be? Like what are, what are the Penguins really doing here? Uh, are they, do they just want to say, okay, yeah, we're, we're in the playoffs again next year. Like you already lost your playoff streak as did the predators. Um, I don't know what they're looking for here. And a lot of people say the same thing about the predators. They say the predators are doing the same thing, but not on this scale. I mean, that's a big risk to take on this player and you're gambling and you're rolling the dice that Eric Carlson is not going to revert back to being an aging defenseman who, yeah, he gives you a lot of offense. Of course, he's always going to do that. But, hmm, you really think he's going to be another 100-point player this coming year? It's massive risk. There's a good chance he drastically, drastically declines in his production next year. And you're unloading a lot of money for him. And it just feels like the Penguins are not that type of team that should be going for that type of swing for the fences because I think they got bigger problems than just adding Eric Carlson to their team. And it's 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 an aging team that's very top-heavy. And I just don't know how much better he really makes them other than maybe he makes them another first-round playoff exit. Maybe 
a second round team. And is that really what you want to mortgage your future for just to be a second round team? The Penguins have won Stanley Cups. So it's it's a different mindset than a team like the Predators who have never won a Stanley Cup. And that's kind of how I look at it. So we'll see how that works out. But obviously a massive, huge trade. Montreal looks really good coming out of this. They do. So we'll watch that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for watching this bonus edition of Catfish and Ice on our YouTube channel. And also, if you download the podcast the next day, we appreciate that as well. And you can hit subscribe so you can watch this video way before it shows up on the podcast platforms. Either way, we really appreciate you. And we will be back for a live episode, episode 195, later in this offseason as we gear up for 2023-24 for the National Predators. It's been a long offseason. It's going by slow. We miss hockey really bad, but it's coming before you know it. Until then, we love all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you to our sponsors, DraftKings and Raycon. This has been your host, Chad Minton. Also, thank you to the Hockey Podcast Network as our podcast family that we are a part of. Until then, we will see you next time. Enjoy yourselves. Love each other. Be compassionate to one each other. And we will see you next time.